tomatoes? Seriously, I get baffled by things like this. This is when I think to myself, life is just too complicated. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Before I get into today's topic, I want to let you know that next week is the Only Child Diaries one year anniversary. The episodes will officially be one year old. I'm kind of proud of this podcast. And once again, thanks for listening. I'm also working on some more interviews, and I'm excited about what the second year looks like for the podcast. So please stay tuned. Today, I'm going to confess something to you. After all, we know each other pretty well, right? Maybe you know me a little better than I know you, but I feel like I know you well enough. I know you listen to me. I know we have a connection. For the past five months, I've been recovering from my knee surgery. Okay, if you've been listening, you already know that. Both knees operated on at the same time. It's a daunting experience. People have called me hardcore. Hardcore what though? <laughs> hardcore crazy? Yes, some people have called me crazy. <laughs> hardcore overachiever? Wanting to get it done? Yeah, that's more like it. That's how I feel. Who wants to go through surgery twice? One leg, then the next? <laughs> no way. The important thing is, I really feel so much better. I find myself walking, and walking more like a normal person. I mean, kind of. It's pretty amazing. As I was working on this, sure, last night, I ended up twisting my one leg in a funky way. After all, my surgeon told me I had no physical restrictions. Well, you know me, I always like to push the envelope. Getting full of myself and not being able to put weight on my left leg without kind of excruciating pain. <laughs> wow, it brought back some real post-op memories. So no, it's not factory new. I can tell the difference. It's not like the knees I was born with. I can't kneel. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. I guess it's good I'm not Catholic. And so far, I haven't gotten down on the floor. Okay, I could get down on the floor. It wouldn't be very graceful. I'm just not sure I could get up. Remember, no kneeling. Okay, I could get up, but it would be really complicated and, again, not very graceful. Here's the thing. Before my surgery, I was having trouble for months. 
having trouble walking, sitting, standing, just moving. And then after my surgery, it took me a while to ramp up and be able to do all those things. A pretty sedentary way of life. The pedometer app on my phone really had a long vacation. How many times do you see just double digit numbers on your pedometer? Double digit. I'm talking under a hundred. For weeks, it seemed, I was just able to walk from the recliner I was sleeping in to the bathroom and back. We're not talking a lot of exercise, a lot of steps. So for months, I wasn't able to really exercise or really move that much. I could have done arm exercises, but my legs, no. They were usually encased in ice packs. So what is my confession? Maybe you've guessed. Well, I've gained weight. Again. No surprise there. We're not just talking a few pounds, though. We're talking a sizable, well, that's an ironic word to use here, isn't it? A sizable amount of the weight that I lost several years ago. And that was 80 pounds. Yeah, I lost 80 pounds. That's enough for a small child, right? Maybe a medium-sized child. I was so heavy. If you listened to any of my recent episodes on the lifelong relationship I've had with food, it was a three-part series, you know, you know that I've had my challenges. But I like to really laugh about it all. Back when I was doing stand-up, I would do whole sets about my weight loss issues. And because I've successfully lost a sizable amount of weight before people would see me and be kind of amazed. And everyone wants to know if there's a secret. Because let's face it, losing weight sucks. It just sucks. Losing weight is denying yourself something you want. So people would ask me all the time, what is your secret? How did you lose all that weight? And I'd say, you want to know my secret? You want to know how I lost the weight? I'll tell you. It's very simple. And they'd come closer and they'd be listening intently. And I just say, I stopped eating. I mean, seriously, there's no magic pill. There's no magic system. I know everyone is looking for that. But seriously, if you want to weigh less, you just need to put less calories in your body. Or maybe you could run a marathon every day. Then you could probably eat whatever you wanted to. <laughs> That's just not realistic for most people, especially someone like me who can't run. Okay. I started to feel recently like I was just a prisoner in my body again, like how I felt before when I got so heavy, like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't walk right as easily. I couldn't move around. So I gathered my courage and I got on the scale. I figured honestly that I had gained weight and would weigh more than I weighed before because, you know, I've done this before. 
and I kind of figure, okay, I weigh this much now, right? I kind of thought I knew. Okay, the good news is that I'm actually about 25 pounds less than my highest weight. I thought it was going to be more. I mean, I guess that's good. I try to be positive and say to myself, that means you've kept 25 pounds off. But the bad news is that I've gained 55 pounds. Okay, so every time I say to myself, I'm not going to do this again, I do it again. Gaining weight. This is because I know I have an addiction to food. A lot of times when I was recovering from my surgery, I would eat, not because I was necessarily hungry, but because I was bored. Yeah, and that's not a good reason to eat ever. It's not like people haven't been giving me a pass. They've been very kind. The new internist that I saw, she said I shouldn't be worried about the weight now. She doesn't know me. <laughs> when I went to see my gynecologist recently, the nurse wanted to weigh me. I mean, what's the point? Why do they need my weight? I'm not there because I'm pregnant. I'm not trying to prove that I'm carrying a healthy baby. I just don't want people to know my weight when I'm heavy. When I'm thin, I don't care. But anyway, after we slid that little weight thingy a little far for my taste to the right, I made a nervous joke about my weight. And the nurse said, I get it. You had knee surgery. When I was pregnant, I had to stay in bed for six months and I gained a ton of weight. Did that make me feel better? Well, at least I wasn't being judged. And then there's my husband. I have to hand it to him. Like all relationships, I'm sure there are several times a day when he'd like to wring my neck and you'd think he'd lose his patience with my whining or about my surgery or whatever. Instead, he has continually told me how much thinner my neck looks. He smartly stays away from mentioning my midsection, though. <laughs> I also went to get an MRI last week of my lower back. This was also another contributing factor to my decision. Now, I'm claustrophobic to a degree, so I asked for an open machine, and I felt confident going in that everything would be fine, except when I got there, they had to put my head into the part that sadly was the most confined. My face was inches away from the bottom panel of the inside cavern of the machine. Not so good. On top of that, the text said, that because they were getting images of my lumbar spine, my lower back, she wanted to put the coils, as she put it, over my midsection. But it was really like a hard arch kind of thing that was locking me into place. Still, that would have been maybe okay if it were not for the fact that I couldn't take a deep breath without coming up against the hard surface. So I really couldn't take a deep breath. As quickly as she rolled me into the machine, she had to roll me out of it. I was out of there. 
maybe if I was thinner, I would have felt a little bit more comfortable. I, I don't know. Yeah. So my confession is that it's on the table, my weight. I'm being completely transparent with you, completely honest. I'm back to actively weighing myself every day and working on reducing sugar and bad things again in my diet. And I know some people say you shouldn't weigh yourself every day, but I know what works for me. I've successfully lost weight more than a few times. Where I get into trouble is when I don't stay on top of it every day, when I don't weigh myself every day. Knowing where I started the day gives me some sort of motivation to be better during the day. And if I don't do that, it's too easy to backslide into bad habits. I'm back to logging my weight, my food intake, and my water intake on the Lose It app. Nowadays, there are a bunch of diet and nutrition apps to help you keep track of your food. I started with Lose It several years ago, and I really like it. I can keep track of how much I've eaten. It keeps me honest. I mean, someone has to. But seriously, it's easy sometimes to lose track of where you are in a given day, and this really helps. And in case you're concerned, I have studied nutrition to a limited extent. I'm no expert, and I'm certainly not a nutritionist, but I have taken a course and done a lot of reading and consulted experts when I feel the need. I've learned a lot about how what we put into our bodies counts for our health. I do get a little concerned because when I was in the zone last time, and the zone is when I'm really rolling along good, I lost a lot of weight. I ended up getting in a bad way with my kidney stones. I was eating a lot of protein and veggies and maybe some of the wrong foods, so to speak, according to my urologist. He said this keto type diet might have made my small kidney stones bigger. I can't be sure and don't quote me as a medical expert or anything, but I did end up having to get them taken care of, which also wasn't a pleasant experience. I'll say this, when I really get going, I learn I can subsist on a lot less food than I eat when I'm self-soothing. After all, food has pretty much always been comfort for me. And I've never been able to escape eating whatever I want and not gaining weight. My husband pretty much stays the same weight no matter what. Sometimes he skips meals. Sometimes he gets hungry. Sometimes he doesn't get hungry, but he rarely eats because he's bored or sad or angry. I guess it's not something he's ever done. I just recently became aware of the term girl dinner, but I would suggest that I'm more in line with a slightly revised term, girl lunch. Have you heard the term girl dinner? I hadn't either. It started on TikTok, which I don't use, and epitomizes various snacks coming together in one easy meal, mostly for women. Okay, so maybe it's chips and salsa or mac and cheese. I mean, I always considered mac and cheese a real meal, but what do I know? 
But part of my diet strategy this time revolves around eating a smaller lunch. I know you should eat a smaller dinner. Well, I should eat a smaller everything. So I find if I just have a snack for lunch, aka girl lunch, then I'm on my way to losing weight. Now, none of this should be construed as nutritional advice because seriously, who am I? But I find that protein is very important. Carbs are nice, carbs are fun, but protein is better, like an egg, a hard boiled egg. But then you have the cholesterol. I also love beets. So sometimes I would eat a whole plate of beets. I mean, call me crazy. When I was a kid, I hated beets, but okay. I need a whole plate of beets and a hard boiled egg. I might as well just eat a whole plate of chocolate <laughs> because the egg would up my cholesterol and the beets, one of the worst things for my kidney stones. Really? I guess if it's a veggie I like, it's going to be bad for me. How is that even a thing? How is that even a thing? A veggie can be bad for me? Seriously? It just seems so unfair. Okay. And there are my secret or not so secret dessert ideas. Sugar-free jello. Gosh, you can eat as much of that as you want. But okay, how much jello do you really want to eat? They also have sugar-free pudding, which is awesome except that it does have like 60 calories a serving and it's a pretty small serving, which really, it wouldn't be so good because I mean, you can't eat all of that that you want. And then there's fruit. Okay. Although some sources will tell you that some fruit or melons will actually prevent you from losing weight. Seriously? Is this a new thing? How can something that has minimal calories prevent you from losing weight. And don't even get me started on tomatoes. If you don't believe me, Google them. I don't know if it's a game changer, but I would eat a couple of medium-sized tomatoes every day for lunch. And then someone told me they cause inflammation. By the way, this is when I moved over to beets. And you see where that got me. Inflammation did we have to worry about this before? Did we even think about it before? Or was it just because we were young and things like inflammation weren't important? Or is inflammation something that is important now? Is it new? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to have inflammation. I know that overall that's a bad thing, but a tomato? Is it the difference between good diets and bad diets? Tomatoes? Seriously, I get baffled by things like this. This is when I think to myself, life is just too complicated. In the end, you just have to try to eat things in moderation. Anyway, okay, <laughs> rant over. I'm going to be trying, trying to lose weight for my health. I know that I'm motivated to be healthy, to live longer. And there are so many good reasons to lose weight. But oh gosh, 
eating whatever you want is just so much fun. See, that's a big part of my problem. I enjoy eating too much. I get that from my family, or at least most of it. I grew up learning that eating was not only a social thing, but it was also a comfort thing. It was a recreational thing. If sitting in a chair can be a recreational thing. And one thing I learned from experience, but also from reading, sugar creates hunger. This is one of the true secrets of nutrition and dieting and eating to be healthy. If you want a secret, the more sugar I ate, the hungrier I got. Now, weaning myself off sugar, that was a tough thing. It always is, but eating too much sugar also made me feel like crap. Weaning myself off sugar is, I guess, akin to going off some sort of drug or, or nicotine maybe, although I've never had to worry about either of those things. I feel tired. I feel grumpy. I'm out of sorts. But once I get the sugar out of my system, I feel good. I don't crave it as much as I do when I'm eating a lot of it. And I start to feel stronger. I start to feel like the tide is turning in my system from living to eat to eating to live. We really should be nourishing our bodies with nutrition. This gets more and more important as we age too. But again, I'm no expert. Oh, I love myself when I'm thinner. I feel strong. I feel invincible. I feel lighter. I feel more confident. I'll keep you updated. Unfortunately, I'm a female, not a male, so it will take me eons to lose the weight I put on, unlike a man who could probably lose 50 pounds or so in a couple of months. I try not to compare. You can go down a bad road. Now, I have to go eat a sugar-free something. <laughs> That's all I've got for today. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries.